1: Let us know how you feel about this 10 a.m. slot. Let us know. Cause we're contemplating going ten to noon. Ten to noon every day. Central time. Let us know. So that's that will be eleven to one on the East Coast. And uh people out there by you love, that's eight to ten. That's a little that's that's a little early, bro.
2: You know, I think that that's why it's the love of YouTube, you can always go back
1: and watch it. I guess, that's, I guess that is. That is the case. That is the case, man. Lucky like Lefty Podcast. We just gave you a four hour of a preview for Notre Dame's Junior Day. Big time commits. Big time. Big time. Especially on the defensive side of the ball. There's some dudes coming to South End. Some dudes. And Notre Dame's doing a great job of trying to plant the flag. In Indianapolis, the surrounding areas, hopefully they hit up Maryville as well. And then they bum rush Chicago today as a coaching staff. That's huge. That's huge. It's vitally important. Smile on my face, man. Got to reach out to a couple of coaches and CPS when I get done with the show and see how things went. Matter of fact, I don't even think they had to take the PJ up here. They just hopped in one of the nice little Suburbans. Had somebody drive them up here.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
3: are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new health care regimen, including EE system.
1: Left something funny that you might, you know, how young... Cause you know, you're, you're, you're the food guy, right? You, you, you're, you're the one that has like a plethora of recipes that you try and that you love to taste. Right. How old does Lil' left have to be before you start training him and raising him right, left?
2: Training him to, like his journey, like we about to start crafting or?
1: Like, you know. Standing next to you on the grill, left like learning at your feet. Oh, you that that video you saw the video? Yo, so love. Yeah, hey, that baby out
2: there cooking, man. You know
1: what I'm saying? <laughs> this right here touched my heart.
2: Yeah. They say you gotta spray over there. Get over there. You can't miss that corner.
1: Touch my heart, dog. <laughs> Look, you gotta train them up, left. You gotta train them up. Look, at, he's in the pull-up, in The Pull-up. He <laughs> over there for
2: you? Get over there.
1: My man is in the pull up, getting it done, love.
2: Yeah, perfect, perfect arm length distance, to not too up on the grill. He like, let me go ahead, and just pss, 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 pss. keep them things, keep them things moist, man.
1: And the wings
2: look good. Woo! Look fire, bro. You know that brother, that brother. Yeah, he said if we gonna do it, we are gonna do it right. <laughs> That's what I'm like. I- But kids don't want to know cursing. You know what I mean? These are the skills we need at school. Look at that.
1: In the pull-up left. What is he about? Six? He's a big one. As they call him down there in the country. He's a big one. He probably eat what he cooked. He looked like (laughs) it. Man, that touched my heart, dude. That touched my heart, dude. That's awesome. That baby, that baby going to have cookouts rocking for decades and decades. I Dude, I have done some young man a great service left because baby girl used to be, you know, because I had the little swinging joint that I used to put her in on Saturdays, bro, when she used to sit next to me and watch Notre Dame football. And she grew out of that. And she would have the corner of the couch under her little blankie, her little door of the Explorer blankie when she grew out of the swing. And then the next thing she would do, she would get on the bed behind me and lay on stomach as she got older. My point is I raised, I raised a young lady dude that loved to sit there and watch sports. Though. Loved man, sports. what a joy that is. Love sports. So I have blessed some young man. Some young man's gonna be blessed to say, "Man, my woman loves watching sports. She loves going to sporting events. I I expect a thank you gift every year, left. Every, every year, year, I expect a gift on their anniversary. Every year, left. Every year, I need a thank you gift for my son-in-law. That's right. I prepared it right. yo see the Season tickets to USC games, bro. She goes to USC women's and men's basketball. And this on her games. own. On On, on her own. On she goes with the basketball team. She's been to every Pac Ten, Pac 12 basketball tournament. She does that because it's in oh, Vegas. Oh, like the tournament, like the like the conference
2: yeah. championship tournament. Yeah, yeah.
1: She does that because it's in Vegas. She thinks she thinks I don't know. <laughs> She tried to play it like, because, you know, she went to Vegas for her 21st birthday. So she tried no, to play don't do it like, do that to, her,
0: don't to, do that that to it I Dude, come I'm out. a parent, she I'm
1: a She's not playing me. She tried to play this like, this is going to be the first time she went to a club in Vegas. I said, girl, you go to Vegas every uh, April or every March for the conference championship. Uh, you, have been, you have been inside a Vegas club. Stop lying to me right now. Oh,
2: Stop man, lying. don't do it to a shot you know,
1: like I, I had to bust out. <laughs> Add the bust out. Add the bus out.
2: She, She's like, oh, man, this is going to be new and fun. And first time. And
1: and you know how I know? Because her girl, her girl and her store roar, which is one of her best friends, is married to a to a Las Vegas Raider, dude. So every time she goes out there, she has to hook up.
2: Yeah. You ain't going out there consistently with no hookup. Because Vegas, first of all, too expensive. So... You only go in there if there's somebody that's going to get you somewhere fast and for free.
1: what I'm saying. Like, dude, it, just don't act, dude. I know it's your 21st, but we're not about to sit here and act like this is your first time clubbing it in Vegas. Don't do that. Your yeah, dad, I, I know. They tried I know. to hit you. They tried to hit you with the...
2: I didn't even put... I didn't even know that was... No,
1: no. Dude, so, like I told you, she went for her birthday. I talked to her Saturday night. She like, "Yeah, I'm waking up tomorrow morning, and I'm headed back." Right? Then I see her IG story. She's at the Raiders Chiefs game,
2: sitting sitting with some tickets. You know she ain't buying. you are sitting with be.
1: tickets that I know you can't afford it. Yeah, 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 I know I know your pockets.
2: I don't. I don't want to pay. <laughs> Hey, and they say Raiders ain't giving out tickets
1: for free now. No, they. I know that. That's absolutely not, man. Lucky <laughs> podcast when we come back, we'll get into more Notre Dame talk, NFL pick weekend, man. You want to talk about quarterback play and showing the difference or taking a step up? We'll talk about that and correlate it to Notre Dame football. Lucky Lefty Podcast. we got about 20 more minutes, man. We spin it different. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Back in it. Left will be back, I'm sure. NFL weekend, right? So how does this correlate to Notre Dame? I think it's very interesting that we see a lot of teams That can win multiple ways offensively. And that I think this is something that Mike Denbrock is going to bring to Notre Dame. Being able to win multiple ways offensively. Let's take the matchup in Orchard Park. Patrick Mahomes goes on the road for the very first time, left that means nothing to Patrick Mahomes. Now, it might mean something to his terrible offensive tackles. When it comes to penalties and pre-snap penalties, it'd definitely be a factor. But as far as Patrick Mahomes, I don't think he's going to be affected, dude. I mean, he's just one of those dudes, man. You just, man, put him in the middle of the coliseum in, on sand. Great quarterbacks, they do what they do. But we'll see how a surrounding cast acts in the same in a different environment in a in a, a divisional round. Then you have your boy left your favorite quarterback, Josh Allen, with an opportunity to prove himself, an opportunity to prove himself in this setting. Can he take the next step to get to that patrick mahomes Joe Bur- Joe Burrow echelon and quarterback play, right? and the key to this game might be the running backs. Pacheco versus Cook. Who supports the quarterback better in this matchup with two really good defenses. Both of these defenses are phenomenal. So every yeah. time they play it's a close game. Every time every they play time. it's a close game. Right? The last time they played in Kansas City 6 weeks ago, I think 7 weeks ago. We got the infamous Kadarius Tony offside (laughs) that took away a touchdown that would have put the Chiefs ahead late in that game. So, when we talk about looking at all of these teams and just using that matchup as an example, because I think both teams, like, look in the Super Bowl last year, they're down ten, what eleven points? No, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. And literally just because I could hear you previously, but think about this, ladies and gentlemen, as it relates to Notre Dame. The Chiefs, they have the greatest quarterback. Greatest quarterback. And they come out of halftime in the Super Bowl and they go to Isaiah Pacheco. That, 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 they, they're down double digits to the Eagles and they come out and go to Isaiah Pacheco. He's going to run the ball against a scout yeah. seven of the Philadelphia Eagles last year. But it's just amazing that the ability to win big games and impact big games multiple ways offensively is something that Notre Dame has struggled to do. And I think it's something yeah. that Mike Denbrock is going to be able to bring to the offense.
2: Yeah, and it struggled in a sense of like we've been right there, but we it's like we can't figure it out.
1: Yeah. We
2: get to the big dance and get cold feet. But we play well. That's what I don't, you know.
1: Yeah, the game, big games, they're always close. I mean, the Bama game blowout, a couple of the Clemson joints were blowouts. They've beaten Clemson a couple of times. They're right there both times they played Georgia. They've beaten Oklahoma on the road. Ohio State had a chance to win both games in the fourth quarter. So, like, yeah, like you said, man, Notre Dame is is right there the majority of the time, and he's that's big right. Games.
2: Yeah, it's never, we never went to a big game and just completely flopped. It's always just been disappointing losses. You know?
4: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app.
1: Big games, and you talk about what Notre Dame needs to do, uh, being able to do what they always do is run the ball, right? Yeah. But being being able to be efficient in the passing game, that's going to be a change in big games, right? Because that has been outside of the tight end, right? Because Cole Komet basically got to the lead on his first big game back against Georgia. That's how Cole Komet got to the lead. He comes back against Georgia on the road, Goes over 100 yards. Yeah, that's what put him on the map. That
2: game put and him on the
1: map. Next thing you know, he's in the league. Ah, right? So, I'm interested in seeing whether or not we start to see. How Do you really think, is Louisville a big game to you, left? I know it's a revenge game. No. Okay. It's not a big game to me either, left. It's just not. What is
2: Louisville's history to make it a big game? It's, it's not a big game.
1: and I know Louisville will probably be ranked. They have a lot of talent that they got in the transfer portal. I'm really not impressed with the quarterback they have. But heck, I wasn't impressed with the quarterback they had last year. That's not a big game to me. Now, when we're talking about Notre Dame level. That's not a big game. It's not. It's just not. Like, a big game would be... Florida State is a big game. Florida yeah, it's naturally
2: like a, a, a big game, but we don't know how they're going to look this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, heck, they're picking up all the Alabama guys that are leaving.
2: Yeah, but we saw with all that talent and a shabby quarterback, they look very beatable.
1: Yeah, the quarterback play still isn't... A... They
2: got DJ Ulongagale, right?
1: Yeah, still isn't top-notch. Not scared not scared at all. Like there's no fear with him walking in. Not at who And what I mean by that, ladies and gentlemen, this is exactly what I'm talking about. I felt like when DJ Wagalele stepped into Notre Dame Stadium during the pandemic, that Notre Dame had a chance to win. I was like, we can win this game. And it <laughs> took us overtime to win. But the moment I knew Trevor was going to be back for that championship, that conference championship game, I was like, yeah. <laughs> nah.
2: Nah. It just didn't seem the same. It,
1: like, it, it, and it that's, didn't seem. There's no quarterback on this schedule that gives me that
2: feeling. 100%. That's why I said this is the most slam dunk that we've ever been.
1: I don't even think the Texas AM and is a big
2: game. Not with what they got going on. They got bigger problems to solve.
1: Look, their record has been eight and four, eight and four, nine and three,
2: like us losing would be more disappointing because we're further along as a program than what they are. So all the things they're trying to iron out, we've had it ironed out already, and we're rolling. We're this is the rolling year. It shouldn't be any worry about oh, we gotta play big time Pittsburgh. Right. I mean, it's a big-time who we, who
1: we big SEC program. I get it. Their historical football program, I get it. They had battles with Lou Holtz back in the 90s. Great battles in bowl games. I get it. But this is, even with Mike Elko being a great coach, building a great staff, this is a transitional year. They lost a ton of talent. They have a talent. They had a talented roster, but they Damn. lost a ton of talent. Now Notre Dame can't lose to a team in transition. No, that first game in a new system, first game with new players. Notre Dame is three years into Marcus Freeman, with an established staff. Losing losing that game would be a disappointment, left. It, it, it flat out. Yeah, it's so
2: a disappointment hard. because a team that's rebuilding over a team that's built. Yeah, we're built. Yes, there's no more. I mean, obviously, we can add. But we are built from a structure. Elko's got to put his whole system in. We're up and running. Yeah. So it's an indictment on us losing it and a bigger credit to them winning because they're like, man, we didn't expect this. Nobody's expecting them to just roll out and be the team that's as successful as we've been. Yeah. Just starting out. Like, who is this, Urban Meyer? (laughs) We know Elko.
1: Man.
2: That's what, but that's the same argument I use with Kaylin DeBoard, Alabama. I'm just like, it's just not an automatic nine-win season.
1: And I am left, I promise you, initially when you said it, I was just giving a lot of credence to the name Alabama. I was. You know, and I said I think the floor is going to be nine wins. I thought I was like, yo, I can see them winning nine, maybe losing three. Daddy,
2: but I mean, Alabama was based daddy, off of Sab.
1: Yeah. And I think you see Caleb Downs lead. That's a huge player on the defensive side. Isaiah Bond was huge leaving. Isaiah Bond going to Texas. You have Caden Proctor jumping in the portal. room rumors of Keon Keely leaving. That's a lot, man. That's a lot of top notch talent. That's right. And I'm like and then yeah, Julian saying left and decommitted. From it's the twenty four thing. It is. No, A&M was a talented team. a not. AM nuts. was paid talent, for sure. They do not have the same depth that they used to have. And the crazy thing is the depth that they had didn't win. So it didn't make a difference. The depth that they had didn't win. Now, you add different coaching, different systems. But still, you don't lose to a team that's transitioning into a new – and you're in year three with just or more talent. It's yeah, that – that, I and mean, I hate to say it, out the gate, game one, but that would not be a good loss. Not in year three. It wouldn't Maybe be acceptable year, at all. It would know. be
2: hard to – it would be hard to look past it because it's like, what's the excuse?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: All their best players, quote unquote, left on their own fruition, and they're not structured or went through the peaks and valleys yet that we have. So experience should win us this game. Hmm. Yeah, they'll get some guys to come in, but the unity and experience should win.
1: I agree with that, Left Lucky Lefty podcast. So. What allows a team or what's the most important call in a team being able in a team being able to have multiple ways to attack good teams and good defenses? Like if one if you said this is the one thing I need as a play caller, OC going into this matchup against Kirby Smart and Georgia. What would it be? Or I'll, I'll no, I'll give you three things. Give me the three things because one is prim- That's you need more than one thing. Give me the three things you need going into a matchup with, say, Georgia, in
2: a playoff. He's a play. capable quarterback, a dynamic receiver, and a nasty D line. A D line is gonna force Georgia offensively to lean on something. If you don't force Georgia to lean on anything. And they running and passing and play action and all this stuff. It's not too many teams that you can deal with because they're they're just too consistent on the other side of football. We learned the blueprint from Ohio State. If you can get into a scoring matchup with Georgia, that's your best way. Because Georgia has leaned so hard on just shutting guys out, so you only had to get a certain amount. But when you shock them by saying, okay, we got to keep up with our score," that's the game you want to be in with Georgia. I don't think they're built to where if you try to go 2017 and try to win on the last effort, you got to have them on their toes all the time.
1: Lucky lefty podcast.
2: And and the D-line is going to be the stabilizer. Because mm. you got a nasty D-line, you get the offense off the field, you get a chance for more turnovers. Quarterback that's generational talented, I know that's hard to ask, but... That's that's something you can lean on going into a game where we're just talking hypotheticals. Hypotheticals, nine times out of ten, you get a generational quarterback or a first-round talent quarterback. That's an ingredient to success in most cases. And then finally, that dynamic receiver that has always challenged Alabama and Georgia defenses is star receiver cores. Trevor Lawrence threw for like 400 yards in the championship game against Bama. Deshaun Watson threw against 400 yards, 500 yards, damn near. Eight, eight, eight,
1: 89, bro. <laughs> Two years in a row.
2: Yeah, so if you want to beat that that Georgia secondary, that Alabama secondary, that's the weak link. Bryce Young had a fantastic showing against Georgia secondary. CJ's tried a fantastic showing against his secondary. So if you want to beat a team that is just extremely built, box seven, Secondary is the weakness, and it and it only shows in championship games and at the end of the season because you're playing a generational quarterback usually,
1: you know. Yeah, yeah. You we still don't consider USC a big. I mean, it's a rival. So, quote unquote, it's over a big, USC big game, is a big deal. <laughs> yeah, that would be that dream matchup, right? That dream matchup in the national championship game would be to beat USC. But like to be Caleb
2: the way we did, it's not looked at as a big game. It's looked at as a rivalry, mm. and you know there's a ton of rivalries that aren't big games because one team you you know, so this isn't a big game because when USC Michigan, has,
1: Michigan State, right, basketball but, Illinois and Northwestern is a rivalry, right? We don't look at it's Northwestern doing like right. That.
2: Yeah, y'all don't think y'all don't think Northwestern competition.
1: No, no. No, and they still claim to be Chicago's Big Ten team. Like That's their mantra, Chicago's Big Ten team.
2: No, No, no. No. Chicago's downtown team that's located here.
1: (laughs) Man. (laughs) No.
2: But, yeah, so USC can't seem like a big game to me because if you get a Heisman winner, that you riding the success and hype Daddy. off of, and we beat him and scored Daddy. 45 points. What what can else Daddy. be big? Because you y'all not going to be the no number one team in the country. Because y'all don't have a defense ever for that. So what's big about what y'all bringing? Y'all already had the, the best of the best at that position that's worth the watch, and we swashed him. Yeah. So, so what's big about our next matchup? We have a better team. We'll probably be ranked in the top 25, top 10 and are you going to be ranked in the top 10 who knows who your quarterback is you still don't got a defense secondary is atrocious receivers have left right so i don't know what makes the game big lincoln riley can't go out there and score no touchdowns so what's making the game big with usc other than that's our right
1: yeah
2: that should be that should be a slam dunk also because they're also in a quote unquote rebuild stage It'd be a shame to lose the UST at a re, quote-unquote rebuilding. Number one quarterback left. So it's like, what are we talking about?
1: <laughs> Man, I don't know. I don't know. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Who do you think? Now, here's a trick question. Who is the best quarterback to implement Mike Denbrock's system? I didn't say who's the best quarterback. Who's the best quarterback to implement Mike then Brock's system.
2: In the system that's now, like a little curveball. Uh, uh,
1: not other uh, quarterbacks right quarterback. now? Yeah.
2: yeah. Are we including Deuce Knight? So all included Deuce Knight included. Um I would say Kenny. I just don't know enough about CJ Carr yet, so that's kind of a little unfair. And I only say it only included Deuce Knight because mm-hmm. of what I believe, uh, uh what the offense could look like. Mm-hmm. C.J. Carr, I just feel like he's hit his ceiling. He's he's gonna be as good as he's gonna be. He is what he is. He's a good quarterback that can win when the table is set. I just think that hood, that you know, which is a really good quarterback. That's eight nine wins a season potentially.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, That's. I...
2: I mean that's I mean we can't come on now, you win eight nine games a season you, you gonna be celebrated in some regard. Mm-hmm. I just think that's who he is as a player. I don't you know, do you see something different, Sean? Because when I compared to Deuce Knight, I'm like okay, there's potential where we can catch a season of a twelve win and.
1: But I will some of the similar things going right. I would be a prisoner of the moment. Not to look at what he did with Jaden Daniels and say a quarterback more like him. But that could be. Yeah, that's, that's want that to make him. But that could be Riley Leonard in certain Heck. aspects. So, you know, I don't think I would say Steve Angeli would be the prime candidate.
2: Steve, I think Steve is a prime candidate, but I think Kenny could run it better. I think Steve could do it on a...
1: I think well, I think all three could run it. That's all
2: three could run it.
1: It's who all will get the three. most
2: out of it. I think Kenny by, like, you know, more Knowledge,
1: quick passing game, Steve, Kenny, just the arm talent. Just the arm down, talent, you know. Everything. And then Raleigh Leonard being a dual threat. Raleigh Leonard can like probably execute game.
2: all the things he's asking, and then it's but he's got to balance staying healthy, you know, because he running around. Mm-hmm. He's running, he running around. Like, think mm-hmm. about this. When Duke got in trouble and went in doubt, what did they go to? The quarterback run game. And that's mm-hmm. just so unusual when you're hyping this kid up as like a possible first-round pick. I don't know how many quarterbacks that are run first that are hyped up as first-round picks these days.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: They didn't go five wide when they got in trouble with him against Notre Dame. They went to quarterback run game. Now, maybe that's strategy. But I just haven't seen any top quarterbacks that have been in the draft lately start running the football in order to try to win again. I just haven't seen it. I don't know if, if it was just one time.
3: Yeah.
2: But Ohio State did not ask CJ try to start running around with quarterback run game when the game with Georgia got tight. Yeah. They said, we need to throw that thing. And when we get in the same positions, I find it hard in a big game to be like, let's run our way to victory in, in, in situations we got to win. So let's see what happens.
4: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?